Okay, okay. Um, I want to start with uh, I want to start talking about Sphere Um, because why not? Because we're in the Sphere Sahimer, and that's the midst of this week. The Psukim are very interesting, and they actually are a flashpoint between us. And the Tztukim, the debate that the Chachamim had with the Tztukim of whether or not this Teresh Pat. One of the flashpoints is the Psukim that are brought over here in, uh, in for to for the Mitzvah Sir Saimer. It says, the Pasuk says, the way it reads in the Torah is, Usfarsim lachem You should start counting from the day after Shabbos. From the day that you bring the carbon haimer, which was a, a carbon they brought, which was matter new, the new crops, etc., not not significant to our discussion. Sheva shabbosos tamimos, you have to count seven complete weeks. Shabbosos tamimos, interesting language. Tiana ad until mimachas hashabbos hashvius until after this shabbos hashvius. We'll have to define what that means. Tisbru chamishim yoyim, you count fifty days. You count the mincha chadasha hashem, and then you bring another mincha. Okay. So what's what's unusual about this parsha? What what was it that the tzedukim attacked the chachamim According to the tzedukim, every year Shavuos comes out on a Sunday. Every year Shavuos on a Sunday because the pasuk says you should count fifty days, right? Um, until Sunday. So you should start from machas Shabbos from the day after Shabbos. What day comes after Shabbos? Sunday. So the pasuk says right until. Machas Shabbos until the following Sunday, and that and every year it should come out the same. Every year Shavuos should come out because should be counted seven full weeks, Sunday to Sunday, and that's the way it goes. Obviously, our Masorah is not that way. We understand as far as Machas Shabbos. What does Machas Shabbos mean? It means from the day after Shabbos, meaning Yom Tov, whatever the day of first day of Yom Tov is, as we know, first day of Pesach comes out on a specific date on the calendar. The first day of Pesach is always the 15th day of Nisan, regardless of what day of the week it is. And the Machas HaShabbos means you start counting the Sefer Saimer from the following day after the first day of Yantav, until the last day. So, And the Gemara uses this as a flashpoint, sort of as, as, a, as an, a, one of the more convincing arguments against the Tzedukim, that clearly you can't read the Torah without a Torah Shabbat Pet. Clearly there has to be some interpretation because based upon the simple reading of the Pesukim, they are correct. The Pesukim really do seem to indicate what they're saying. The Pesuk says, Mimachas HaShabbos. So, okay. Now, the problem the problem is, the problem is, so I understand what it means, from the day after Yantav. How do you read the closing Pesuk according to us? The closing Pesuk says, Ad Mimachas HaShabbos HaShviyas. What does Shabbos mean there? Doesn't mean till the till when? Till the day after Shabbos? What Shabbos? Shuas comes after the end of Sphira, after the seven weeks are complete. Then you have Shuas. What's the Machas Shabbos at the other end? So the way we understand the Psukim is Admi Machas Shabbos in the second Pasuk means until the end of the Shabbos, meaning the week called Shabbos, not Shabbos the day. So now who's stretching it? When you read these psukim, if you're very honest with yourself, you look at the psukim, you say, who's stretching it? Are we stretching it or are the, the tzukim sending it? The first passage says, 
You told me means the day after Shabbos, which means Yantav. Okay, a little bit of a stretch, but okay, so you say that's why we have a Torah. But then the next Pasuk, when it says Shabbos, now you're interpreting Shabbos to mean the week? A week, not a not a specific day? I mean, really? That that really what the so what, what's going on? Why is the Torah write it this way? What, what, what exactly is meant by that? And why why is it that we refer to it as Machras HaShabbos? Just in general, we have to understand, why would we refer to Yom Tov as Shabbos? In what way is Yom Tov Shabbos? Isn't Yom Tov is Mayed? Shabbos is Shabbos. Why is Yom Tov called Shabbos? Why should you call Yom Tov Shabbos at all? Let me ask you even a better question. Why don't we do work on Shabbos? Why don't we work on Shabbos? Hashem rested on the seventh day. We'll get to that in a minute, right? Okay, let's take that for granted for a moment. And why don't you work on Yom Tov? Well, the Torah tells us not to. But why? What's the Indian of Shvisami Malachav, not doing Malachav, not doing, we're not, work, not working on Yom Tov? Elevating it somehow. We're making it different, but how? How does not working make it more Kaddish? You told me that Shabbos, the Indian of not working on Shabbos is because there's a certain Shlemus, right? Okay, yeah. How's that working out for you? Okay, I'm just, I'm just wondering, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at you, but I'm just saying, you know, what does it mean? What's, what's this Indian of, of not doing Malach on Shabbos? And why why would we call why are we calling Mayed Shabbos? Why what, what's the mixing of the languages? Like Shabbos is Shabbos, Mayed is Mayed. They should be different. Why why are we using a language of Shabbos and Mayed? We use an Indian a language of Mayed and Shabbos also. Not so much for today, but we'll talk we'll talk about that in Indian of Shabbos and Mayed as well. But but why why are we using a that, why Bechlal is there an Indian of Shvisim and Lacha? As a famous Chazal, Gemara and Shabbos really says it says that when Klal Yisrael will keep two Shabbosos. Then we'll come. We'll, we'll, the Geula will come, right? I think Avram Fried has a song about it. I think in a certain 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 places they teach. They very put a lot of heavy emphasis on that. Why two Shabbosos? Why two? Why wouldn't it be enough just to have one Shabbos? Somebody's going to say, "Oh, because we already did one Shabbos and Mashiach didn't come yet." So clearly, it's not enough, right? That that would be a horrible answer, right? But what? Why, why two? Why, why do we need two Shabbosos in order for the for them to go? If the Indian is that Shabbos needs to be kept in order for the world to reach its taklas, in order for the world to reach its shlemus, so why not have one Shabbos? And if it's the, I, the concept is that you want to say you want to get used to doing Shabbos, you want to know that you're actually doing Shabbos correctly, so then three should be right, right? The Indian, the concept of, you're familiar with the concept called Chazaka, something when something becomes like this becomes the status quo. This becomes, this is the way it is. So you need three for that, not two. Some teachers even hold you need four. You need a third after the third and into the fourth in order to make it two. Where's two Shabbosas? Want to say something? Okay. Okay, I mean it's a nice idea, but it needs it needs that needs to be worked out. Right? You know, maybe you'll think that through. You see, maybe, but but the, so you hear the question. You know, it's a, two shabbosos. Why? Who needs two shabbosos? Why? Why do we need two shabbos? Two shabbosos. 
Um, um, the, the, um, so it's hard also to, that, that it seems clear. I'm going to draw a parallel here. I'm going to jump to a conclusion. We'll see if we can, if we can play it out and, and explain it. But it seems that there's an union of two Shabbosos in Sirius Oim as well. Right, and then it says, There's an Indian of Shabbos at the beginning, a beginning Indian of Shabbos at the end. There seems to be an Indian of two Shabbos here. There's a Tzara Shabbos between, so what is that? What's the, what's the Indian of a Shabbos at the beginning? It doesn't have to say Shabbos at the end. It could have just said, <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it could have just said, Shabbat 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 should be seven full weeks. Why did the whole idea that I'm Shabbat 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 What's the Indian of Vayinofash? What, is, what does Vayinofash mean? Um, um, so Rashi in the Psukim by, by, by in Kisiso, when it talks about Vayinofash, right, Rashi says that the Indian on Vayinofash is an Indian of like a Nashima Yasera. It's like an extra, like taking a deep breath. Lushan Vayinofash comes from, from, the, from the concept of nofesh, of being, of being at rest, being at. So, Meaning, like to take when you finish a hard activity and it's all done, and you and you relax. So when you're engaged in a in a hard activity, certainly in a, something that's a hard physical labor, you're taking short, quick breaths that are coming with tremendous effort. And then when you've finished, you take a deep breath and you relax. Right? It's an interesting. They would call it maybe relaxation. Vainafash is the meaning of relaxation. So, Bishlam, I understand the concept of even though Avada, it's only a, a muscle, it's only it's only a parable. Like the Bernsham stopped doing work, so we stopped doing work. So there's a parallel, even though Hashem is not doing work, can't be parallel to our not doing work. When we stop doing work, it's because we need a break. And I got a stops doing work. It's not thinking that he got tired out from doing from 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 Bria Soilum, but but at least in the muscle, we understand that what it means that the Bernsham stopped being engaged in creative labor. So we're, that's the union of menucha. What's the union of vayinafash? That's the union of nach, of being, being still. But, but what's the union of vayinafash, of like taking a deep breath, of a sense of relaxation? Where, where, how does that apply, what's the union of vayinafash, that takes a deep breath? But so what, 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 what are we paralleling there exactly? What are we learning there? What's the, What's the what's the Indian? Well, how does how does it how do that how does that connect to what we're talking about in the in the, in the Rimon Hashem? Like, what's the Vayinafash of Hashem in Shabbos? The Menucha in Shabbos we can relate to a little bit, right? We can understand the Hashem is not engaged in creative labor. We're not engaged in creative. Okay, but the Vayinafash being being relaxed, being at peace, resting. Where does that come from? How does how does the, where does that tie into Kaviyochel into the Rimon where, how, what, what's the what's that So let's start from there. If we, I think, if we start from there, maybe we can, maybe we can, maybe we can bring um, a little bit of of, uh, of understanding into this idea um, of what's really really going on. So when a person is when a person is 
is belachatz. A person is under pressure. A person, a person is focused, heavily invested in whatever they're doing. The more invested you become in it, it's, it kind of creates like a, a tunnel vision for you, right? The, the more, I don't, I don't know if any of you have ever done, run a very long distance, but you get to a place where even listening to the music is hard. You, you, it's all you're focused on is moving, moving your limbs, focusing on your breathing. It's coming short and sharp, right? The, the entire effort of your being is all focused on survival. It's like you're getting down narrower and narrower into that exact point, into that exact rate. If you can get involved in a project, everything around you gets blocked out. It's, that's just the way we are as human beings. We start off, we have broad interests, and then we focus in, and the, more, and the harder we work on something, the more singular, the more focused we become on it, it becomes on an effort just to, just to survive to that, to, to, for that point. We become completely laser focused on what that is. It mimics itself in, a, in the way we breathe. When a person is under tremendous stress, you breathe in short, sharp intakes, right? You just, and all you're focused on is keeping your heart beating, keeping your, making sure that the circulation is going, making sure that you're, that you're getting the oxygen that you need, and it's all focused where it needs to be, right? It just becomes, a, uh, it, it becomes like a, the, the rest of the body shuts down as it focuses more on that, especially if it's, if it's something that's physical, so it becomes like it's, it, everything else is, is, is blocked out. Like people, whatever, there, there, there are certain physical ramifications of that, that that happen to a person when, they, when, when you get fully engaged in something that's completely physical, only the, the most important functions of the body are, are there. And then when you accomplish that and you're able to relax and, and settle down, you can, you can broaden out again. You can, you can look at things in a, in a, on a bigger degree. So when we're engaged in the world, the Indian of Vayinafash of Shabbos is like this. When we're engaged in our struggle, so to speak, to survive, in our, in our capability, focused on our capabilities of what it is that we're trying to do, we become more and more focused and we lose sight of the bigger picture of what I'm trying to accomplish. What, what becomes important to me is only the task that's here and now that's right in front of me. I'm be completely centered on whatever it is that I'm doing, right? So... If I'm, if I'm engaged in whatever my career is, my work is, my workout, whatever whatever it happens to be, I'm completely focused on that right now. And I, I can't expand and look at the bigger picture of what it is. The moment I, I, I get a, a break, the moment I either accomplish the goal, right, I get to a point where I can now, then I can step back and I can evaluate the whole thing in terms of the bigger picture of how this affects me. I can look at the entirety of what it is that I'm that I'm that I'm trying to accomplish, and I can I can I can look at it as what does this really mean to me? Where does this? How does this really translate into my entire being, into what into my goals in life, into where I'm really trying to go? The Indian of Shabbos, the Indian of Vayinofash in Shabbos is is to step back and see. What's the tachlis? What's the purpose of the bria? What's the purpose of my existence? What's the purpose of who of who I really am? Where am I really going? What's the whole? What's driving me? What makes me function? What makes me be what I want to be? I have the moment to step away from everything. It's 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 partially governed by the concept of manucha. I'm not engaged in creative labor, but the the the, the not the manucha 
is only a hechatimsa. It's only something that allows for the vayinofash. Because the vayinofash is that I get to take that deep breath. It gets, means that I get to settle down my whole system. I get to look at the whole picture and say, what is it that I really want to accomplish? That's the that's the goal of what Shabbos really is. It's like Kaviyoch, the Rebbe says, the Rebbe looks at everything that there is in the world. Now I see how all the different pieces, I was so focused on to this and creating this piece. Kaviyoch, obviously we're talking about the Rebbe so there's no limitation. But if we're thinking, about it. I'm focused on this piece, and then focus on that piece, and focus on that piece. But then, how does it all function? How does it all work together? How does it all come in the bigger picture? That's that's what Shabbos is. That's the enough of Shabbos is to step away from it, to step back, and to look at it and be able to see the whole thing. That's the goal of what what there really is. When something's in motion, when things are when things are when the movement is happening, when when things are bubbling and 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 I'm experimenting with it, I can't see the whole picture. It's only when it all comes to rest, when I reach the tachlis, when I, when I, when I've, when I've created what. Think about it. Think about it. I guess I'll give you a muscle that maybe relates a little better. You're working in the kitchen. You're trying to come up with a new recipe, right? So you're you got the pots bubbling on the stove, and you're throwing in this spice, and you're throwing in that spice, and throwing in the other spice, right? But you don't know what the product's going to be. And you, you don't even know whether when I throw in the salt, I don't know that in 10 minutes from now, I'm going to put in some thyme or basil or whatever, or barbecue, whatever, whatever it doesn't, right? Each piece is like, oh, I'm doing this. And then I got to do this and I got to, and, and I got to boil it and then I got to stir it. And then I, when, when it's all done and you turn the stove off and you stop doing whatever it is you're doing. Now you take a look, what did I create? What is it? Now I can, now I have something in front of me. Now it's reached its tachlis. That's when, when everything, whenever something is bitsnua, when it's in movement, when it's in motion, right? It's only seeking its potential. The potential is only reached. Is what, <coughs> I can only focus on that. I can only be, I can only relate to what it is when something reaches the point of manuha, when it reaches the point of, of everything, when it's all done. And now I can look back and I can see what did I accomplish? Did I make something? Did I not make something? Did I create something? Did I not create something? Did I get to, to something that I wanted to be either, or that did I not get to what I wanted to be? So whenever something is, be, be, is, is in motion, whenever it's, whenever the, whenever that beaker is, is bubbling and boiling and everything is cooking away at it, right? Right. Um, whatever Macbeth's witches come to mind for just to, but you're right. I'm, I'm hard. I'm hard at work. I haven't, I haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. I mean, right, but w- when it's all finished, that's when that's when that's when I know what I have. That's the Shabbos is. We think of Shabbos as Shabbos is we say is me'ein olam haba. What does it mean Shabbos me'ein olam haba? It's like olam haba is like kishmak and amazing, right? So so Shabbos is the opportunity to taste olam haba, right? That that's a very shallow perception of what Shabbos is. What Shabbos is is it's like this. Eretz is living in the world is 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 a lotion of of Eretz is a lotion of ruts of running towards of moving of constant motion. This world is a world of where you're constantly in motion. You're doing something, right? You're always doing something. You're going towards something. You're always moving towards a goal. That's what the, that's what this world. That's what we are in this world. Where do we reach Shlemus? Why does the Mitzvah Sharm say that this world is only the prize door? It's only the corridor. It's it's only the entrance hall to the Trachlan Agado to the Great Hall. And what's in the Great Hall? The Great Hall is when you arrived. It's a makam of shamayim, of shamim, of destination. You're there. There's nothing more to be accomplished. You are what you're. That's I mean, that's the Indian of shamayim, of 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 onish. Also, there's like the the concept is like when I when I'm in the place where there's no longer any possibility of movement. So now I can see what all the 
potential there was and whatever I didn't accomplish it. I, did, I could see where all the movement could have moved me to and what I, what I did and what I didn't do. The Gehenna of, of, of Olam Haba is, is not so much Dante's Inferno. You know, it's not so much the, the concept of like a fiery pit, right? And, and Einshim and Lashes and all the rest of the, even the Rashi's Chachman talks about. It's, it's about, it's about, I'm here and I don't have the tools to appreciate what's here. And I can see that I don't have the tools because I can see what the tools are because the person next to me has those tools and is capable of, of you. And I can't utilize them. I can't get to them. That's all, all shmoons for itself. But the end of Shemaim is, is the end of Shabbos being there. What Shabbos? When you come into Shabbos, the person has to say, all your work's already done. It's over. What does it mean that it's over? So if it's over, oh, I didn't finish this and I didn't finish that. No, Shabbos is, Shabbos, what Shabbos is supposed to be is you, you've arrived. You're here. Whatever it is, it's complete shlemus. There's nothing more that needs to be done. You, you, you're reflecting on the, on, on the non-movement. You're, the main olam haba of Shabbos is that it gives me the possibility of understanding what I could have accomplished, what, I, what I've accomplished. It, gets, it allows me to reflect on what I've built. It allows me to see where, where I've arrived at. But that's only valuable if you have a jumping off point of where you are heading towards. But you can only assess where you're heading towards if you started out with a Shabbos. So there has to be that there's a Shabbos, there's two Shabbos. You know why? Because because a Shabbos built on a Shabbos without, with, if I tell you set the table for Shabbos and you never saw Shabbos, what are you setting the table for? I have no, w- w- what does that mean? I don't, I don't know what Shabbos is. But if I have Shabbos and then from that I build towards another Shabbos, right? So now I'm moving towards something. I'm, I'm building towards a goal. I'm, I'm expanding into something else. I'm, I'm trying to arrive at something. Now it makes sense to me. Now I, now I have something that I'm building. What's the Torah telling us? You have to have a jumping off point. You have to start from somewhere. And when you start from somewhere, then you can end up somewhere. The Indian of Shabbos is, the Indian of Shabbos, the Vayinafash of Shabbos, the Menuch of Shabbos, the Vayinafash is, Shabbos Vayinafash is because I see what I've accomplished. This I see, and this is a, this is a struggle that we, we all have. If a person doesn't know where you're going, if you, have, if you don't have a plan, you don't know what it is that you want to do. You don't know what you want to accomplish. Then you just feel like you're spinning your wheels. You're not, you don't feel like you're going anywhere. You're, you're headed out into the world. You have, to, you have to know what is it that I want to accomplish. And then not only do you have to know what I accomplish, remember it can't become that rat race. It can't become that hamster wheel. It can't be that I'm just spinning and spinning and spinning and forever spinning because then, then I get focused in. You know how many times I meet people who, who, go, who start exercising? Why do they exercise? So they tell you, why am I going to start exercising? Because I want to be healthier. I want to be, I want to be a better person, right? And then they get caught up in it. And then it becomes all about the, the exercising becomes for the sake of the exercising. It's like the means to an end become, but it becomes the end itself. The means becomes the end. But that's because, you know why? Because they lost focus. They, don't, they, they didn't have a time to step back and see, Oh, am I getting any closer to my goals? Am I arriving anywhere at what it is that I want to be? If, I, if I'm always focused on the, the little piece, the, the, the running towards, but I never stop to take that deep breath to breathe in. I don't, I, if I'm constantly in survival mode, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, working, right? Tats uses the martial arts. It's like everybody says, why are you working? So I can make money. Why do you want to make money? So my children, so, so, that, so that I can create a comfortable life 
life, a comfortable life. Who's a comfortable life for? You're so you're working. You're so busy working. Yeah, but my kids will be comfortable learning, right? And then what happens? So your kids start growing up. So you pressure them to go to um, uh, not you know, and, and you pressure them to go to uh, an Ivy League school and, and, and get a good education. And just so they can do what? Get a good job so they can do what? To earn a lot of money to do what? To make a nice life for for whom? for their kids, that they're going to do the same thing. It just becomes a self-perpetuating cycle. It just goes on and on and on. What, what's the tachlis? What's the purpose? What are you working towards? Where's the shaman? Where's the shamayim? Where's the, you want to know what the me'en olam haba of Shabbos is? The me'en olam haba of Shabbos is not that we have a gishmak, it's like, like a, a, a tam, something sweet. It's the main alam haba of Shabbos is that just because this world is a world of movement. This world is a world of growing. This world is a world of constantly doing. Shabbos is the moment where we say stop. Stop, not stop and do, not stop and die, right? Not stop, but stop and, and understand what you've accomplished. Look at what you, and the only way you know what you've accomplished is if you start from, started from something, you came from a place where you're going, where, you, where you're headed towards something, and now that becomes something. And that's a shot in another pasuk, very interesting in, insight into another pasuk. The pasuk says, "Bayar Yisachar, the brach of Yisachar, right? Yisachar is the one of the Yaakovinu is Mavarach Yisachar. He's the Chamar Garim. He's the one that carries Yisachar, the Tamidei Chacham. And what does it say by him? It says, "Bayar Menucha Kitayv." Right, he sees the menucha is a good thing. He, he bends his shoulder down to carry the burden. What? You just said menucha is type. So why are you why are you burdening yourself? What do you what do you what what's the vayet shechmay lisbo? Why why are you bending your shoulder to carry another burden? The answer is vayar menucha He sees he starts from a place where he sees what the goal is going to be ultimately. And now, by he puts his shoulder into it to do the work to get there. But because he started in a place where, he started in a place of Shammai, of Shammim, of destination, a place where he could analyze and see, where he could breathe deeply and take, a, take in the whole scope, see the whole picture. Now, now he's ready to now he's ready to take on the burden to start carrying the packages. It's not just a... You know, there's two types of avoda in the world. There's something called avoda, which is which is a work that has a tachlis, and then there's 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 a person being amel. There's just amel is just efforts, just putting out effort. You, we have to make sure that that what we're doing is avoda. We have to make sure that where we're headed, right, is makes sense that we're doing that. And the only that's the that's the matana of Shabbos. The matana of Shabbos is that Kishbrochel gives us the opportunity to step back, stop. Take a look, take stock of what you've done and what you've accomplished. Know where you are now, know where you're headed towards in the next thing. The, the concept of Shabbos' Tamimais, the whole weeks is, the, uh, the, the Indian of that is that, that a person has to has to find a, a, a tachlis that, that's going to um, it's going to bring him to a higher world. There's a fascinating, a fascinating insight from uh, from uh, from the Berdichever in the in 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 the in the, the Nisim that the Torah talks about. So the whole of Sefer Bracious is filled with Nisim, different Nisim that happened to the others. And we don't commemorate any of them. We don't, we don't, there's no celebration of any of those Nisim. Why? What, what's, what happened in Sefer Bracious? 
So you're going to say, oh, what are you talking about? Bracious, there's only the obvious, there's only individuals. Klausel didn't become an Ummah until Sefer Shemaisa and Shehir Shemaisa and things that affect the whole Ummah. So, right? Okay, on some level, it's, there's, there's truth to that. There's some truth to that. But the reality is that they were the foundation of Ummah. Obvious, they called Av means they're the ones that's, that establish everything. So everything's based on what they did. So why is it that we don't celebrate the Nisim that happened to them? Why do we only celebrate the Nisim starting from Yitzhak's Mitzrayim? The Pshadeh says, says, explains the Rejit is because the, the Nisim of, of Eretz Mitzrayim are not just for that Kufa. Avram Avinu needed a Hatzalah from the Kibshanesh, as he saved from the Kibshanesh. But what does it have? What's, what's the effect? Copy the future. The, the Nisim of Pesach, Shvur, Sukkot, those Inyanim that happened at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, they happened then, but there's an Inyan of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that's in Kalisol, that's in Kalisol even in the future, even in, this, in, in the, uh, what, what, what we're ultimately trying to become is the renewal of, 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 of Pesach and the, and the, the faithfulness of, of what Shvur says, of the, of the Nas of Inishwar Shvur's, and the, rea- the reliance on HaKadosh Baruch Hu of, of Sukkot. Those are, they're part of the, the tapestry of who we are, they but they build into the goal of what we want to become. We want to be. We want that to be a part of our very existence, of the core of what we are, even in the future. They're not just nisim that are that are relevant in the time. There's an there's a nitzchistic aspect to them as well. There's something that goes into the future. There's something that lends itself to to, to something that goes beyond that. And that's that's the union that comes lost in That's the union of Shabbos in the Mayadim. Think about this. Shabbos is Shabbos is that the whole of Shabbos is vayinafash. The whole the whole idea of Shabbos, the whole concept is vayinafash. But in every Maya, there's a chelik of Shabbos also, because the Shabbos is not only the menucha from avoda from from pro- proactive labor. It's also an aspect of vayinafash. It's often uh, there's also an aspect in every yantav of reflecting how does this yantav going to pay forward into the future of what we're going to become. How does it? How do the messages resonate with us as to how to build us into into the into the where we want to be? That's the that's the union of Ayinafash in, in, in the in the Mayadim. Um the 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 concept of counting of when, when you want to count something, you can only count something that you're count in other words, it has to be. In order to be a number or, or something that, that's significant to count, it has to be counting towards something. It has to be moving. It has to be a chilek of a part of something. If it's not a part of something, then then the numbering of it is is insignificant. You know, the only significant. If I tell you, you know, I'll give you I'll give you ten dollars towards your entrance fee into the free amusement park. What, what do I care about the ten dollars towards the entrance fee that's free? That you're not giving me towards anything. It has there's a value if if it costs a hundred dollars to go to the amusement park, and you give me ten dollars or a ten percent discount in towards toward that entrance fee. Now it has kashivas to it. Now what you gave me has importance. It has to be a, a halak of a greater whole. It has to be a piece of something that's bigger than itself. It has to be. It has to be moving towards something. If it's not moving towards something, then ultimately it's not really. It's not really going to build that. The reality is that the, the things don't transform unless you know it's, it, they they don't translate as a piece of something unless. The whole, unless there's a greater whole that you're counting towards, there has to be a purpose, a tachlis for where I'm going. You have to start from somewhere to arrive at something. It's really the truth of the matter is it's it's a it's a fa- it's a fascinating um, uh, uh, 
sort of oversight to understand something that's a, that's a, a, a like a very deep idea. There's there's a, there's, a, there's an idea that we say, We work towards things; they work towards things. So I heard Rabbi Lapiansky said he once heard a, a, a woman, a scientist, who was given the Israel Prize for something. I forgot what the, exactly the work they were doing, right? And her in her acceptance speech, she said that this is a this is a part of like this is a, this. This justifies the work that we're doing that is never ending. It's work that's never ending. We're never going to reach, right, a tacos. And on, so, so we say, they're working, we're working. What's the difference? Our, our, our work, the work that we do is also never ending, right? We're, we're trying to build towards Nitzkis. We're trying to build towards something that is infinite, so if we're if we're always trying to come closer to Kaviyachol to the Rebbeinu on some level, there's some 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 desire to 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 close the gap, if you will, right? But we're also amelim in a way that um, that doesn't seem to have any end to it. What's the difference? The difference is when a person reflects on where he's coming from and where he's going to. You know, even though the work is never ending in and of itself, there's always more to be done. But there's something that you want to accomplish. There's something that you want to become. There's something that you want to build yourself into. You have a framework within which to work. And it's not just work that just goes on and on and on. And it keeps on expanding. And it has no, there's, there's just, there's, there's, there's no end to it. The, even in the no ending of it, there's there's tachlis to something that that it's described. So even though we say anu amel mehem amel, when we say anu, when we not even though when we say anu amel mehem amel, we're doing work and they're doing work, right? Our work is re, reaches a higher point because the work that we're doing, we're focused on how am I perfecting myself. How am I making myself into a better person? How am I making myself that's a greater expression of the Rambam? Let me put it this way. Many times people look at the world, right? And they feel like they feel like there's so much to do out there. There's so much that I could that I can enjoy. You know, there's somebody I know who's like, I want to go skydiving and I want to go, I want to go this uh, cliff jumping, and I want to go, I want to hike, you know, the, the, the Appalachian Trail, and I want to go and I want to do the, the you know cave diving and all these, right? And I can't do any of these things because they all require me to go over Shabbos and then there's, there's restrictions for Shabbos and there's restrictions for this thing and that thing and another thing. And I'm missing out so much of life. And in reality, there's true, it's true what they're saying because it depends what your focus is. It depends. Remember, you, there's, there's the Shabbos and there's the Machras Shabbos. There's the Shabbos that I'm starting from and there's the Shabbos that I'm ending up with. How do I create the framework within which I'm looking? The great Rabbi once said, everything you're saying makes perfect sense. The only problem is your perspective. Meaning it's, what are you trying to accomplish? What's the framework that you're putting everything into? If the framework that you're putting everything into is, I want to have maximum experiences, right? And we'll talk about that in a minute, but like, so what? So now when you did them, now what? What did you become because of that? But forget that for a moment. That's that's just the. But I want to have. So then, whenever I'm limited in experiences that I can have, 
I'm losing out. Oh, you'll tell me this is better, that's better, but I'm I don't have a life. I don't have a life. I can't go to I can't they can't tell me I can't read this. Can't, 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 can't. You can't read this, you can't look at this, you can't think about this, you can't listen to this, can't, 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 can't. I'm missing out. If everything is can't, I'm for sure missing out because I can't do all of those things. What's the answer? Why is it not limiting in that way? The answer is it's all about perspective. What were you trying to accomplish? What was your Shabbos that you started with? What was the Shabbos that you wanted to end up at? Where were you going? Because if all you were going was actually have experiences, right? You're just going to keep turning over that wheel and experiences, experiences. And when you add a different something onto that to try to change that, those perspectives don't change anything. If my whole paradigm shifts, if the whole entirety of what I'm trying to accomplish in the world becomes something different, it's not that I'm not living. It's that those things don't fit inside my box. And because they don't fit inside my box, they're not significant. They're not even relevant. It doesn't mean that if they happen, I don't enjoy them. Of course, they do, I do. But when I'm not doing them, I'm not losing out because I'm still building. I still have my Shabbos to my Shabbos. I still have my, I have my paradigm that I'm really trying to build. What, what exactly that paradigm is, that's a much more difficult question. That's a much more fundamental, you so that a person has to really stop and think about, what's the, why am I here? Why am I here? What am I doing here? And what am I going to accomplish while I'm here? Those are the questions that, that really face us, that we really have to, again, specifically, and it's, it's fascinating that because the Torah is telling us, you want to get to Tamimus, you want to get to completion, you want to be complete, which means you want to go from Pesach, from Avdus, from people who are nothing, to Kabbalah Satera, to what the Tachlis of the Bria is, the purpose of all of creation is, right? It happens here in the Shevet Shabbosos Tamimus, in Shabbosos. In Shabbos, which is a counting of time that has a that is bracketed, that has a beginning and an end. It has a Shabbos at the beginning and a Shabbos at the end. It has two Shabbosos that bring to Geula. Geula, what does Geula mean? Geula means completion. The only way you reach completion is if you started from the summer with a goal of what you wanted to accomplish and you ended up, you, you were able to reflect back and say, yeah, I went, I went through the intensity, the intense work that it took to get there. Now let me see how close I am. Let me try to experience how much I came closer to that goal. Because in the interim, there's all kinds of distractions. And in the interim, there's all kinds of things that because I'm in motion and because I'm, I'm not focused on it, but I see myself as being busy with these things, I can't focus on how they're actually bringing me closer to that goal. I have to always have the Shabbos at the end to be able to step back and say, were the things that I was doing actually bringing me close to the goal? And not when I'm in the moment, because when I'm in the moment, I see this as being the most important thing that I need to do. The person who's training for the marathon that thinks that the marathon, the, mar the marathon was the, is the most important thing. What are they seeing? Because they're so caught up in the in the day to day of what it is that they're trying to build that they don't they forgot that the marathon was just a hechatimta, was a motivation to work on getting becoming a healthier person. So am I focusing on now how am I a healthier person or how I'm closer to running a marathon? What I'm focused on, I'm on how I'm closer to running that marathon. But then, but the marathon itself is only a piece, and that's supposed to read something that's bigger. So all these experiences that I'm missing out, right? They're all governed by what's my perspective. Where am I going? 
And the only way that I rec- that I can recognize them is if I stop and I look at what my Shabbos is. What's my Shabbos and Shabbos? What are, what are my two? What are my two bookends? What am What is the paradigm that I'm creating for myself that I know where I'm going? That I can stay focused. That I can have a vayinofash. I can have. I can be at rest. I can take a deep breath and I can breathe in and I'm not just survival, not just focused on keeping that one piece of myself alive, but seeing the whole picture of who I really am. That's the me'ain olam haba, the, and the me'ain, the, the, the sampling of shomim, of, of being at a destination, of being able to be there and look back and say, oh, that really accomplished something. Remember, a lot of times these, these experiences that we're missing out on, right, when we look back and we say, what did I get out of that? Um, meaning, what did I get out of that towards the bigger purpose of my life? Um, not sure. No, maybe usually not anything. Usually maybe even something that pushed me a step back, right? But only in the context of the whole picture do I see it as something as a step back. In the moment, I see it as it's fulfilling a certain drive, a certain need, a certain excitement, a certain, right? But those are all transitory things. When I stop and I reflect on it in a bigger picture, it's much harder to see. It's much, much more easy. That's the union of, of what we're talking about over here, that we have to know, we have to have, we have, to have a paradigm. We have to have a, a, a framework. Where are, we headed, where are we starting from? Where are we headed to? It requires a Shabbos before so that I can analyze and I can figure out where I want to start from. And I can have a Shabbos of where, of when I can reflect back, I can look on, in the rearview mirror, and I can say, "Did I do that? Was I able to do that? What did I accomplish?" That's the that's the real gift of Shabbos. That's the real gift. That, in the Mayadim, the Shabbos in the Mayadim is that the Mayadim also have a piece of that. They have a piece of Vayinofash. It's not complete like it is on Shabbos. On Shabbos, it's all that's all there is. It's fully that focus. On the in the in the Yom a piece of the Yom Tov is to reflect to what we had so that it can motivate us to go to the future. And a piece of that is reflecting how we're getting there, where, where it's coming out, where, where it's coming to. But the reality of what Shabbos really is, is the, is the full picture. That's, that's really, that's the Sheva Shabbos And that's why you start counting from the day after Shabbos, from the day after you reflected on where you're headed, now you can have a sphere. Now you can start counting towards because you have a value, you have a paradigm, you have something that you're working towards. Now you can you can have a sphere. You can break it down into little pieces because you can only count towards something that you created value from. And then you get to Shabbos Shabbos Tzimian and Mimachas Shabbos The Mimachas Shabbos Hashvias is Tisru Chamishim Yom is to get to the other end of that to be able to reflect on that. What did I build? Did I build a opinion that's shalom, that's complete, that's really going to transform me, that's going to make me somebody that's better? That's really what the goal, what we're really looking for. Okay, thank you very much, ladies. Have a wonderful Shabbos.